is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to the show on Tuesday, August 21st. Adrian Peterson is a Redskin. Jared Goff is Jamie's starting quarterback and only quarterback in the podcast league, which we drafted last night. And I got a C minus. I will show you CBS draft grader. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. We have a lot to get to. We're going to talk not specifically about the podcast league, but drafting in deeper leagues was a 14 team PPR league. And how did things change in 14 team leagues or deeper? We got to talk about Andrew Luck, who is still not throwing the ball down the field. And good morning, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Yo, good morning, everybody. Yeah, radio shock jocks this morning. I like it. Nah, there's nothing shocking or jocking about what I just did. Hi, Adam. Hi, Heath. Hi, Jamie. Go bleep yourself. Everybody good with <laughs> I'm kind of hating on James, Jamie's podcast league team, which got an A or an A+. Plus, I think. Uh, A-. minus. Did you A-. notice the grades? There were like seven A's. Yeah. Like, I think everybody got an A. Except I don't a. even know what I got. It was like a D. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not a surprise. David, I did not do well. I, I really am happy with the, everybody happy with their teams. I love my team. Very much. Twitter hates my team. Yeah, kind of the zero. Was it zero RB? Not officially. Okay. I still I still can't get over you taking Deion Lewis over Mark Ingram. Uh, we'll talk about that. In <laughs> Very the, surprising. Uh, in the deep, how to handle deep leagues when we get to that. Yeah. And here's a, you know, I gave you Azer fantasy tips, Azer fantasy tips yesterday. Here's a Heath Cummings fantasy tip. Know your scoring. Uh, know the league scoring system <laughs> before the draft. Kind of helps. That's why I took Deion Lewis over Mark Ingram. <laughs> when you thought it was half PPR, you found out it was full PPR, you were pleasantly surprised. Uh, we start with a Twitter poll. A little bit random, but uh, an interesting group of maybe flex running backs, maybe RB2s, depending on uh, when you draft your running backs. Who is your favorite of this group? Yeah. Sorry, I got, I got, when you're done with that, I got another interesting stat for you on Lions receivers. Lions receivers, okay. Yeah. But here's a running back uh, Twitter poll. Who's your favorite of this group? <laughs> Completely unrelated. Mar- yeah, Adam, I'm I've look, got something on those kickers from I'm, the 1970s. I'm looking at it right now, so I just popped in my head. Marlon Mack? Jamal Williams, Carrion Johnson, Rex Burkhead, Marlon really Mack. We need to talk about late round quarterback. Marlon Mack, Jamal Williams, Carrion Johnson, Rex Burkhead. Who's your favorite? Does anyone know how to tie a bow tie? <laughs> no, I uh, I do not. Um, I hate this group. Like I like this group, and I've drafted a ton of them. I hate saying which one of these guys is my favorite, but non PPR today, it's probably Carrion Johnson. Non-PPR today for me, it's Jamal Williams by a nose over Carrion Johnson. But I've always been a little sour on Carrion. If you told me Marlon Mack was going to stay healthy this year, he would be my favorite. Jamie, who's your favorite? Mack, Jamal Williams, Carrion Johnson. I mean, you Johnson, don't have to ask. No, I do. I mean, this is not an easy... Carrion Johnson. Carrion Johnson. And guess what? The Twitter folk agree. More than 2,300 votes, 45% say Carrion Johnson. 24% say, the name we haven't mentioned yet, Rex Burkhead, 22% Jamal Williams, and only 9% Marlon Mack. What's your Yeah, reaction? the world does not like Marlon Mack. I do. You know what I like more than Marlon Mack? What? The preseason that the rest of the running backs right? in Indianapolis are having. I know, I know. I, you know, and. Well, they're just stupid. Play Jordan Wilkins. 
Well, they are playing Jordan Wilkins. He, yeah, yeah, late. He playing with starters. He, he fumbled on There's the goal line, though. They they played him in the first half. Hines is fumbling on special teams. Right now, Jordan Wilkins has 13 carries for 47 yards in two games and a fumble. Naeem Hines has four fumbles. Robert Turbin and Kristen Michael exist. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this game, but I guess right now, I mean, is there a, is there a path for Marlon Mack to get 15 or more touches per game? Absolutely. I, I think, again, if he stays healthy, that should be the expectation. Be nice. And do we expect Marlon Mack to play in week one? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Will he play in week two? I think that's the bigger question. That's the concern. That's what's built into his draft value. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. So Marlon Mack went in the middle of round six. Carry yeah, on, you Johnson. Au- you auto-drafted and sniped me. Well, was, I, he was number was one awesome. in my queue. I did queue him up, and then I, I drafted him. Uh, carry on, Johnson went to Jamie at the end of round four in a 14-team league. Two picks later, Jamal Williams went. Rex Burkhead went about ten picks after that. And then, uh, yeah, and then Marlon Mack went about a round after that. That's how those four went. All right. Good to know. Let's, uh, let's get on with it. And, um, I've got a lot of things to promote just real quick here. Sportsline.com. Gambling website, fantasy website, sports website. Very affordable. About ten bucks a month. But we'll give you the first month for a dollar if you use the promo code BREAKOUT on sportsline.com. There's plenty of great fantasy resources for you, including a, a new injury expert, Brandon Bowers. You can read up on latest injuries and you know, get um, more specific timetables, things like that. The code is BREAKOUT on Sportsline.com. Sign up to play on CBSSports.com slash FFT. CBSSports.com slash FFT. Let them know that we sent you here on the podcast. And uh, the app has gotten better. The commission tools have gotten better. We're a much better platform for Dynasty now. In fact, I'll tell you about the Dynasty League in just a second. Let me promote two more things. We're giving away a free league. CBSSports.com slash commissioner. You can enter to win a free 2018 Football Commissioner League at cbsports.com slash commissioner. And we're giving away a TV. Yes, we are. We're giving away a TV. We've teamed up with CNET to give away a new 65-inch LG TV before the season starts. You've never seen a TV like this. It's thinner than a pencil. It weighs 18 pounds. It's 65 inches. It's incredible. You want to win it? Go to cbsports.com slash kickoff. I know I'm giving you a lot of URLs. cbsports.com slash kickoff. Fill out the form at the bottom of the article. I mentioned that uh, we're a great place for Dynasty. Dynasty, I'm actually on the clock with the number one pick in a startup Dynasty right now. Who should I take? This is the trade you made? Yes, I traded the sixth pick and my fifth round pick for number one. Excellent. Brand new startup Dynasty? Brand new. How sure are you that this league is going to... Be around Very sure. I'm playing with some some real diehard people here. They've already made like a ton of trades. Um, they're really into it. I'm on the clock. Todd Gurley. To me, the debate is between Gurley and Saquon. I know. I can't figure it out. I mean, Saquon's three years, you know, fewer tread on the tires. Yeah, but it's you, PPR also. I think it's PPR. Oh, uh, you should oh, know. Oh, Mister League Rules doesn't you know what's know. going how on. Many, how many teams are in this league? Twelve teams. Uh, that that I do know. Uh, receptions are one point. PPR. You should have just stayed where you were and taken Beckham or Hopkins, but I'd take Gurley now. Beckham, would, Beckham won't be there at six. I'm going to say Gurley. Beckham, Beckham's in the conversation for one. All right. He is, but everybody's taking running backs now. I took Gurley. I took Gurley. You know, I figured if I stayed at six, I would have a tough call to make 
on like Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And I didn't want to have to make that call in a dynasty league. The first four picks are probably what? Gurley, Barkley, Elliott, and Beckham? Uh, wouldn't David Johnson be in that mix? I think too? David Johnson would be in the mix. I, I think there's a chance you'd see five running backs go first. Cause I think some people will take Kamara in that first four or five. Oof. So it could be a receiver or Le'Veon Bell. And that's a tough choice. Yeah, especially. That's, a, yeah. that's that is not fun. Yeah, I'm happy to get the number one pick. I, I was leaning towards Saquon, but I'll go with Gurley. I figure. But would you rather? Yeah, I, you know what Gurley can do. You've seen it already. Yeah, and how, well, I got, I got, I think four more good years of of Gurley. That's it. At least. That's not very optimistic. Well, you never know with running backs, but I'm feeling good about the next four years. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect more than four years from any running back. Well, okay. If you draft Saquon, you're going to expect only four. What well, is he? Two years younger than Gurley? A two year or three younger? Younger? Really young. Youngers? Is that what I said? Youngers. All right, all right. Uh, let's go to um, quick thoughts from the podcast league, and then we will read an email of the day about running back rankings. Then we will talk about Baltimore and Indianapolis. We'll give you the news and notes and talk about Adrian Peterson on the Redskins. Quick teaser. Is this a big deal, Peterson on the Redskins? No. Huge. Giant. Ginormous. No. Sarcasm. Um, and we got some emails to read. Deep league drafting, understanding tiers, and more. Okay. Best pick, uh, Jamie. What was your best pick last night? What do you think and why? Oh uh, wow. Um, best pick, probably. And I'm not a big fan of him based on his ADP, but I think I got Tevin Coleman in the seventh round. Maybe it was the eighth round. It was round seven. Second pick of round seven in a 14 team league. Pretty good. As as my fifth running back. So that would be, let's see, six times 14, 86th overall, Tevin Coleman. His ADP is like in the 50s. Yeah. So yeah. obviously if Devontae Freeman misses any time, that's a star. But not just that. I mean, in a 12-team league, he's like always starter sit Tevin Coleman. In a 14-team league, you might not, you might feel pretty good about starting him as a player. Oh, coach, right? I, well, I took Mark Ingram as my third running back uh, behind Le'Veon Bell and Carryon Johnson. So between Tevin Coleman and Chris Carson, you could say Coleman's my fourth guy and Carson's my fifth guy. It's fine. Um between those two guys, I have a great replacement until Ingram's back. And then I, in, in a 14 team league, I, I went with the approach of taking running back depth. And I, I, I really like how it worked out. My receiver depth, not so great by comparison, but, um, I, I'm, I'm thrilled with the, uh, the group of running backs I have in a league this deep. Remind me to come back to that point about the running back depth versus the receiver depth. Uh, I think it's a very important topic to touch on. Heath, what was your favorite pick? Last oh, is he, easily getting Antonio Brown at five in a PPR league. It's stealing the only player in fantasy football, non-quarterback, maybe even quarterbacks to score 300 fantasy points in PPR each of the last three years. And last year, he outscored all but three running backs in this format, despite the fact that he missed two games. That's a great stat. You are, of course, a little weak at RB. You took Kelsey uh, maybe. and Tyreek Hill. We'll, we'll see. You're a little weak on paper, right? On paper? Do we have do we have a list of the running backs? Well, it's a good list. Well, De- meaning like it's on like that fancy matted paper. Dion Lewis. Okay. Isaiah Crowell. I've heard of him. Devontae Booker. Didn't you just yesterday say he's just a guy? He is just a guy. Buck Allen. Ooh. Isn't he like a worse version of Devontae Booker? <laughs> Giovanni Bernard. I know you like him. That's it. Okay. Uh Dave, your favorite pick last night. Well, Todd Gurley fell to me at number one overall. I was really happy with that. No, uh, 112th, 113th overall, uh, Phil Klein is my partner in this league. 
and Phil and I took Corey Clement and Michael Gallup. And I was excited about both of those guys. Clement is going to be good running back depth. And I'm, I'm getting that feeling about Michael Gallup. I think he could end up being the best. Welcome to the club, buddy. Rookie receiver. Welcome to the club. In the class. Most upside for sure at this point. No, DJ Morstow. I disagree. And I uh, wanted Corey Clement, Corey Clement, because I had Jay Ajayi, and you took him five picks before me, I think. Uh, Marlon Mack is my favorite pick for me, 77th-ish overall, something like that. And right before Heath took Isaiah Crowell, and Heath was mad because he wanted Mac, more of the Mac, which just made me feel better about it. It's always a great feeling in a draft, right? When somebody says, oh, you took my guy. You got to remember that when it when the time comes to make a trade. Yeah. Um, Who's so that guy in the draft that said he loved Marlon Mack? Oh, yeah, it was, it was that guy. I got to trade it to him. What was your least favorite pick, Dave? My least favorite pick. Let me find the pick that I actually... You know, I ended up, I'll tell you what my least favorite pick was, but it was one that was kind of necessary. So, uh, Phil and I took Jamal Williams. I think it was at the beginning of round five we took him. And we knew we wanted to get Aaron Jones to back him up. We wanted to lock up a big part of that Packers run game. And when we were up for the swing picks in round six and seven, this is 84th and 85th overall, we took Will Fuller first to get some good depth at receiver. And then we decided to just pull the trigger on Aaron Jones then instead of hope that he falls back to us. And I, I don't think he would have fallen back to us. It would be 28 picks between that pick and the next one. We just took the bird in the hand at that point, which I think in a 14-team league, if, if we didn't get Aaron Jones, would we be totally bummed? No, we would have found somebody else, obviously. But you, you want to lock up that backfield in Green Bay. That's the one you want, um, trying to get – Fantasy production out of the running back playing next to Aaron Rodgers, that's usually a good thing. So that was that was my least favorite pick, having to spend the first pick on in round seven on a guy that I normally wouldn't take until like round nine ish, round yeah. ten. It was a fourteen team league. league though, yeah. So Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it was one of you know, if you don't do it then you're definitely not gonna get him one of those types of picks. Yeah. Eighty fifth overall for Aaron Jones. Heath, your least favorite pick. Well, it was definitely Deion Lewis. And I, I want to clarify a couple of things here. Jay Ajayi went right before Deion Lewis. I'd rather have Deion Lewis in PPR. I think Deion Lewis is going to be a top 24 back in PPR this year. I do think he has some upside if Derrick Henry gets hurt. But Some upside. He has a lot of upside the, if Derrick Henry gets hurt. The problem is the next pick was Carlos Hyde, then Carryon Johnson, then Jamal Williams, then Mark Ingram. I could have got Deion Lewis in the fifth round. I should have taken one of those other running backs, then paired them with Lewis, and I would feel much better about my running backs. And the thing I was going to say about 14-team leagues, the mistake I made with Mark Ingram was thinking, well, I'm not going to take him in the fourth round. I'll take him in the fifth. And forgetting it was a 14-team league, because that was right in the range where I take Mark Ingram regularly by pick total. It was just a round earlier. So, wait, you didn't know it was full PPR and you forgot it was a 14-team league all in the same night. And somehow I still have an awesome team. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're that good. Jamie, do you have a least favorite pick? Yeah, it was Heath taking Philip Rivers uh, in round <laughs> 12, I think it was. Was it round 12? That was an evil laugh, Heath. That was the last non-kicker or defense pick. So, round yeah, it would have been round, round 12 because this was only a 14-round draft for some reason. Uh, right, the commissioner stinks. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with Jared Goff as a starter in a 14 team league. Um, 
but I would prefer Phillip Rivers in a six point for, for passing touchdowns. And it was a bad pick by me. I shouldn't have done it. I didn't expect, uh, everybody that was picking between, I don't know who picked before you, Heath, but from, oh, maybe it was Adam, uh, from Adam through, uh, me, which was, I have a second pick, so it's coming back to me. Uh, I was like, okay, everybody's got quarterbacks. I'm fine with golf. And I'm, I'm fine. And, and Eli Manning was also on the board. And I look at it. I have Eli ranked ahead of golf. I like him better as a number two guy, but if I need a starter, I like golf better as a starter because of the beginning part of the season for the Rams. Their schedule's better. So Eli, I don't think got drafted. So I may make that switch at some point or just add him uh, when waivers open if nobody else adds another quarterback. But, uh, I, I, again, I'm fine with, with Jared Goff, but I would have preferred, preferred. Oh, Rivers. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been really nice. Man, the quarterbacks fell and fell and fell. And, uh, you know, I think it's partially because we wait on quarterbacks. Our listeners probably wait on quarterbacks. But I also think in a deeper league, you know, you got to really focus on uh, on being strong at running back and wide receiver, and it's hard to sometimes feel good about reaching for a quarterback or even taking a quarterback somewhat early when you see the other positions kind of thinning. I also took uh, the Jaguars defense before I took a quarterback. I was going to take them around you. And I didn't them. wait on quarterback. Who did you take? I took Tom Brady with the 61st overall pick. All right, uh, more on Deep League Drafting later. Right now, let's talk about SeatGeek. All right, you want to go to a game, you want to go to a concert, you want fully guaranteed seats, you want to get to a live event. It's so fun. Go to a live event. Give someone a, a gift maybe. Surprise them with a last-minute uh, night out, you know, planning a night out. Whatever it is, use SeatGeek and get 20 bucks off your first purchase with the promo code FFT. Now, all of us at different times have used the SeatGeek app. I was just on it this morning. I've been monitoring tickets for an event coming up in October. Gonna whenever I, whenever I decide to buy the tickets, I'm using SeatGeek. I've gone to baseball, basketball, college football, college basketball concerts on SeatGeek. I use it all the time. I always find that I get the best deals on SeatGeek because SeatGeek searches multiple sites for me. I don't have to do that work anymore, and it finds me the best deals and it grades every seat. Based on value, and you can so easily see, as soon as you search for an event, you can easily see, here's the best value, here's where I'm going to get the most bang for my buck. So, put that SeatGeek app on your phone, it's the easiest way to shop for tickets, and use the promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. FFT is the code. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. Uh, Baltimore 20, Indianapolis 19. T.Y. Hilton did not play. Naeem Hines fumbled for the fourth time. Lamar Jackson can't throw accurately. Uh, did anybody watch the halftime show on ESPN by any chance? No. Nope. So, I thought I, I, I wanted confirmation that I actually heard this, but I feel pretty confident that I heard it. Lewis Riddick, very, very good analyst on ESPN, was talking up the Ravens offense. He thinks they're going to be kind of a sleeper offense this year. Do you guys see it? And that, I think they, I think they scored that, like the eighth most points in the NFL last year. By definition of of calling them a sleeper, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, is there fantasy appeal here? With like John Brown went in our draft. I think I think we all like Michael Crabtree. It's hard not to like what John Brown has been doing and the reports you're getting out of training camp for them. Um, Hayden Hurst, obviously, is somebody that you know Heath is very high on. I, I, I think there's there's certainly appeal. We all like Alex Collins. Uh, it's a good offensive line, and, and if Joe Flacco, I mean, you've heard me say this many times before. If Joe Flacco has the Alex Smith season of being motivated to have that career year, or just having that career year because the guy behind you is going to eventually take your job, you know, we saw it from Smith last year. I don't think anybody expected Smith to play that well. 
and and he was a top five fantasy quarterback um and 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 was you know a a, a poor man's MVP candidate and and Joe Flacco look he he's never been a great consistent quarterback he had that great postseason stretch but they have a revamped receiving core last year was terrible for them and so hopefully he comes out and 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 does what he's been showing you in in the limited spurts we've seen him in the preseason you forgot somebody Justin Tucker. <laughs> True. 90.2% career success rate. Top 10 place kicker every year of his career. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He missed one yesterday, but, but he's good. Yeah. Um, how about John Brown versus like Michael Gallup, Anthony Miller? Well, I, I'll tell you just based on the draft last night, I had the chance to take John Brown. I have John Brown ranked ahead of Tyler Lockett, but because I had Doug Baldwin, I took your friendship strategy and oh, just yeah. drafted both Seahawks receivers. Very cute. Um, but I think there's there's certainly appeal for for John Brown. Look, once upon a time we were talking about him as a breakout candidate, and you know, unfortunately, the sickle cell um, ailment that has plagued him um, has has hurt his recovery, has hurt his career to an extent. Um, but while we, uh, I, I think, to a man, the three of us will all say Michael Crabtree has the best chance to be the has the most likely chance to be the best fantasy receiver for the. For the Ravens, it wouldn't be a surprise if if Brown is somewhat in a similar range and Crabtree doesn't have that great of a season. So uh, just compare him to those rookie wide receivers I mentioned, if you wouldn't mind, Gallup, Miller, Brown. Uh, he's behind them for me. I'll yeah. take a rookie. I think at this point I would. he's right in the same range as Gallup. I think I'd probably rather have him than Miller. He's a great best ball guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing a best ball draft now. I'll put him in my queue. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Andrew Luck. Let's, uh, which probably should have led with him. <laughs> Six of 13, 50 yards, an interception, ill-advised pass. He definitely had some good moments. I mean, he was certainly zipping the ball, getting it to his tight ends over the middle. No T.Y. Hilton. That's a big deal. Uh, no Marlon Mack. That's a big deal. I'd, I'd say, you know, just for the offense, but, um, still not throwing the ball downfield. How confident are you in Andrew Luck right now, guys? I, I see what you see. And I'm not moving him in my rankings. Like I went back and watched every pass he threw so far this preseason. 17 of his 23 pass attempts have been on throws under 10 yards. Three have been between 10 and 15. Three have been between 16 and 20. Nothing beyond 20 yards downfield. How much of the first preseason game did T.O. Hilton play? A decent amount. I And he got a lot of the short targets too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm worried about this. It's just something that I've noticed. I, I would imagine this is part of Indianapolis's plan of bringing him back. Cause he, most of those passes 16 to 20 and 10 to 15 were last night, I assume. I did not see any Andrew Luck yet. I was, uh, doing an auction while I was doing the podcast listeners draft at the same time. So I could not have football on as well, but I'll watch Luck at this point. I'm not going to hold Andrew Luck playing without T.Y. Hilton against him because if he plays this year without T.Y. Hilton, I'm not drafting him. Yeah, I'm just, sure, I'm yeah. just saying that There's, you guys I, have, sorry, him four, you have him fourth and Heath has him third. Dave and Jamie have him fourth. And, you know, I brought this up last week after his first preseason game or, you know, a week and a half ago, whatever. He's not throwing the ball downfield. I just want to know if you feel fully comfortable in Andrew Luck's health right now, or is this something like you have to put an asterisk next to Andrew Luck? Hey, we haven't seen him go through the grind of the season. We don't know for sure that he's going to hold up. I w- if he throws a touchdown instead of the interception, which was a horrible throw. No, does that change? I, it does doesn't. That, no, because it's still not a deep throw. It's, that, it's but the, I, I don't care about that because Hilton didn't play last night. Yeah, There's not a lot of speed on that. No, moment. but even in the first games. game. 
Who was he going to throw it deep to last night? It, he Doesn't has not even attempted a downfield throw. There's nobody that can get downfield. Ah, come on. I mean, he can, I, he can throw I the ball downfield. I think it's on purpose. I really don't think. Listen, you know what we could do? We could reach out. I, I know Jamie's got a friend who covers the Colts. I know people who were around there. Someone has to have seen him throw a ball farther than 21 yards in he, the he, air. There's been video of it in practice. Is Google any answer? Exactly. Left? So yeah, he's, he's, his arm is fine. I'm sure it's okay. I, I, do you think on a couple of passes here and there, have you noticed that maybe there's not as much zip as there used to be? No. Even on like, no. I'm talking about like long throws to the opposite sideline. No, he had a, there wasn't necessarily an out route, but he was moving to his right. He threw ball of Jack Doyle's that, Yeah, yeah. Him, that was, one looked good. Fine. I know exactly which one you're talking about. He was running. And, and he was just inaccurate on the interception. The, the, the velocity dumb. looked fine. Yeah, the you're right. That one looked okay too. Mm-hmm. So again, I haven't moved him down in my rankings. I'm going to keep him at four. And, and the fact that there is, Jamie said, video of him out there from practice throwing deep. I'm positive he's done it. Don't, I, I wouldn't get too worried. I really wanted to take Jack Doyle as a second tight end yesterday, but I did not. Um, are you guys, where are you on Doyle versus Ebron? Doyle's still above Ebron. I still like Ebron better than Doyle. I might have to make the switch to Doyle over Ebron in non-PPR. I already have Doyle ahead of him in PPR. Okay. They're not playing Ebron for whatever reason. I don't know why. I wanted, Stephen Holder suggested that they were saving him. That's just stupid. He, he I played, tend to agree. Um, he, Not Steven saying that the Colts doing the Colts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Luck threw four times to Doyle. He threw twice to Ebron. Ebron got a couple more uh, targets from Brissett, and then I don't know. I doubt he played after halftime. Um, all right, then uh, news and notes. And Chester Rogers looks better than Ryan Grant. Yeah, yeah. His actually first two passes of the game my, for my Luck assessment all along. were to Rogers. Is Chester Rogers? No. Fourteen team leagues. Um, yeah, I'd consider him late if, if, uh, we had a better commissioner that had more rounds. <laughs> Gotta leave something on the waiver wire. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be popular on the waiver wire. Trust me. Speaking of the late rounds, Adam, um, make sure everybody goes on Twitter and checks out Baker Mayfield's most recent post. It is fantastic. What did he say? He has signed a new endorsement deal with, uh, it looks like an underwear company. And he is standing in front of a Rolls Royce with a tiger next to him, shirtless with a Oh heavy. my god. It is. Like, we need Adam Azer photoshopped into this picture immediately. Onto the Tiger or onto Baker Mayfield? Wow, that is crazy. Uh, okay, thank you for ruining my morning. Maybe, maybe when you shave your head, that'll be the, the picture you, you pose with. Perfect, perfect. Alright, the, uh, Redskins signed Adrian Peterson to a one-year deal. What is the fantasy impact here? Before that, just real quick, Rob Kelly, in a 14-team league, went in the 10th round, he went like 135th overall or something like that. Nobody wants that him. That early? That's, that's late, man. Mm. Uh, I'm not taking a – in non-PPR, I'm not taking a Washington running back in the first 12 rounds. All right, so what, And he says it with his here? arms crossed, confidence. Did you move Rob right. Kelly down? Yes. He was already down for me. I don't. I don't want any part of this run game other than Chris Thompson and PPR. That's it. Okay. That's it. Fair enough. Uh, Demarius Thomas returned to practice. Carson Wentz did not commit to being ready for week one. Carolina, oh boy. Carolina offensive line. Yikes. Left tackle Matt Khalil, he, he had arthroscopic surgery this morning? Yeah, uh, he's, he's going he's to see Dr. It? James Andrews. I think it was a quick update. I that thought we he just had got. it done. Uh, he, he may have, but he's going to see Dr. Andrews, which is, as we know, not good. He's getting Tommy John. 
<laughs> uh, no, so they just he's, announced he's getting a procedure. Yeah, he's going to have the uh, procedure, arthroscopic surgery. So he's week to week. Okay, who's worried about Cam? Who's worried about McCaffrey? Who's worried about the Panthers? It's not good. It's not good. But I think as we saw against the Dolphins, they'll have plenty of good moments. Not downgrading them? No, no. And the nice thing about McCaffrey is he can he can work around that with his passing game. Sure. Uh, Joey Bosa getting close to returning to practice. Josh Allen's going to start this week for Buffalo. Teddy Bridgewater is on spelled, the trading block. season wrong. <laughs> Aaron Jones returned to practice. He's been out with a hamstring injury, and, of course, Jones suspended for the first two games of the season. Jamal Williams remains out with an ankle injury. No, he took some snaps in practice, I believe. Oh, okay. Yes. Good good news. Uh, Chicago linebacker Leonard Floyd had hand surgery, but he might be ready for week one and may have to play with a cast on when he returns. Uh, Leonard Floyd, what's his IDP outlook? He's one of those linebackers that doesn't get a lot of tackles and gets a lot of sacks, so it comes down to what your league scoring system is. Gotcha. Uh, nobody likes the new helmet rule, except for me. I like the new helmet rule. Why do you like the new helmet rule? I believe it's the right thing to do. I believe that uh, it will take a few years, and then people will come around, and uh, it's got to... <laughs> Got to reduce the concussions. That's that is much more important than anything else. I hope well, that they can figure out the right way to officiate it, but I think it's a good idea. And I think that the thing that they said they are calling everything they think might be close, so they have a good database of what is and isn't a violation of the rule. I don't think they'll call it in week one like they've called it in the preseason. Yeah, this is exactly what happened when they when they kind of. Went crazy on illegal contact. Remember in the preseason, they called it so many times. Yeah. And then they stopped doing that in week one. Uh, but there's going to be some controversy for sure, but it's really important. I think they're doing the right thing. And Rashard Matthews signed an extension. Did he? Is that true? The extension is an option. I haven't looked into the details of this, but I'm assuming they're moving some money from this year to next year and making it not guaranteed as a team option, but that's all speculation. I just know the extension is a team option. The option is start practicing Rashard. <laughs> All right, that that news kind of came out this morning. Did not get a chance to see it, uh, but I did get a chance to take a look at Fanduel, and I can tell you, Fanduel's in the best shape of its life. Fanduel's had an amazing off season. Fanduel is getting better and better. And you know, I'm running out of time to play baseball on Fanduel, but football's starting up, baby, and I love playing fantasy football on Fanduel. And if you want a twenty dollar bonus when you make your first deposit on Fanduel, go to Fanduel.com/fft. FanDuel.com slash FFT. And I will say there will be opportunities for you to compete against us on FanDuel. And you can play in big contests and win a ton of money against a lot of people. Or you can play in small contests with just your friends. You can play for a buck. You can play for five. You can play for a hundred. There's so many different types of contests. You don't have to be a fantasy expert to have fun or win money on FanDuel. They have something for everyone. They've really done a great job over the last few years expanding the types of games that they have. And uh, that's why FanDuel is the best. That's why I love playing on FanDuel. And there are preseason contests as well, so give it a shot. Want a $20 bonus? Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Make that deposit and get that $20 bonus. A quick round of emails. Andy from a town in southern Minnesota, Dave. Southern Minnesota. Uh, Fairmont. Dear Mace, Nick, Jules, and Zeus. Oh, uh, oh. Mice, they're mice. 
<laughs> mouses. They're mouses. Uh, I don't know. We'll look it up. Can you name some players that would be good to target in the middle to late rounds or for cheaper dollar amounts that would be good keepers for next year? Like Darius Nick Chubb. Darius Geis is a great one. Yeah, and I got Hunter Henry. How about Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman is very good. Yeah, because he's a free agent. Yeah, Mar- Gio Bernard Ingram, too. Mark Ingram won't go in the middle to late rounds, but free agent. Giovanni Bernard. Gio. All right. All right. Some good names there. When would you take Nick Chubb? Uh, I'm sorry. When would you take Darius Geis? So I was in a, a keeper league draft. Now the keepers don't start until after round eight. Uh, I took him in round nine. Um, now this is a league that has an IR spot, so I can stash him. Um, well, one of my keeper leagues, for example, uh, we have you can only keep players that you draft. So you'll see guys like Darius Geis get drafted and cut after waivers run, and then you just have to be astute enough to pick that guy up before the end of the season. So it depends on what your rules are and how many roster spots you have. It's very hard to carry somebody like Darius Geis or Hunter Henry or anybody else that's going to go on IR um, if you have a, a shallow bench. But you know, uh, keep that in mind if you're just you know going through waivers because those guys could be starting fantasy options next year. But I, I think if you're looking at it just with the chance that you do have an IR spot or you do have a deep bench, I would say close to double digit rounds, just because you don't want to you know put yourself in a situation where you know you, you're you're missing on players that are going to help you right away. Okay, when would you take guys in a startup dynasty league? <laughs> you asking for a friend? No, I'm, I'm asking <laughs> for for a lot for thousands of friends. I I put them on the radar starting in round seven. I don't think he'll be there. I don't. I don't. Think really, you guys don't either. think he'll be there? Yeah. Round five, probably. Four yeah, or five, maybe. Five is probably the earliest I'd go. All right, this is from David. Hey, Jimmy, Chuck, Howard, and Kim. This one I know. This is Better Call Saul. Great show. Um, kick returners. Who gains value in return yard leagues? I'm gonna assume Tyler Lockett. Yep. I, the problem is I don't know that we have a good grip right now on who's going to win those jobs. Dante Pettis? Oh, how about uh, Calvin Ridley? How about James Washington? See, that's the thing. Calvin Ridley did it in the second preseason game. I don't think he returned a kick in the first game. Uh, you are right about that. I think they had carry on Johnson on special teams too, the return game. Uh, by the way, uh, Mace, Nick, Jules, and Zeus were Samuel L. Jackson characters, and I freaking knew it. Knew it. What uh, What's uh, Samuel L. Jackson's <laughs> Zeus character? Mm-hmm. Come on! That's a, is that uh, the the best Die Hard? Oh, oh right, the second best one. Yeah, the the the, the non Christmas one, the, the one where they play a bunch one. of like Riddle Me This games. Yes, to try and stop somebody from stealing trucks of money. It's it's, it's, of the, it's the brother. The bad guy is the brother of. I know, the, I know, the, I know. Christmas one. I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I know. Jamie named so, his kid after Jeremy Irons' character in Die Hard. You should know in Die Hard Three. Simon. Um, all right, last one. Michael from a town in West Virginia. Uh, geez, why can't I think of a town in West Virginia? Morgantown. 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 Sure. Why, why not? Do you think Odell Beckham's stats get hurt by having a running back, you know, cut into his touchdown rate? I'm paraphrasing the question. Do you think Barkley hurts Beckham? It's possible that it costs him a couple of touchdowns, but his touchdown rate is absurd. So if it drops a couple of spots, that should probably be expected anyway. Alrighty. Deep league drafting. So this was a fairly deep league. It was 14 teams. It was only 14 rounds. We usually play 15 rounds. Uh, 
I have a bit of a rule of thumb, and I want to know what you guys think of it. I think that when you draft, particularly in deeper leagues, you should really center your strategy. I'm sure Heath will agree with this. It's all about strategy. Center your strategy, or uh, not necessarily center it, but really consider what you think will be available on the waiver wire. That is a very important thing in drafts. And I know in this league, it's so much easier to pick up a replacement wide receiver than it is a replacement running back. You don't want to have bad running back depth in this 14-team format because unless there's an injury to a starter and then there's like that backup that everybody wants, it's tough to just like play the waiver wire and find a guy that you think is going to get you like eight points, in my opinion. So the waiver wire, I think, should really factor into how you draft. Do you guys agree or disagree? Part of it. I think you have to pick a position to punt on, basically. Which is what we did in this draft. We decided that we weren't going to take a quarterback until it was screaming value. And that didn't happen for us until significantly late when we got Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, so it's right. Um, quarterback will be plentiful, so you don't have to. That's the one. Right. Right. Uh, Jamie Heath, any thoughts on that? Kind of anticipating what the waiver wire will look like? No, I mean, I think you're right. There's, there's clearly going to be more receiver depth in terms of guys you can get by with for a few weeks than aside from the the running back taking over for an injury situation. Like there were there's <clears throat> for for the zero RB crowd, Jonathan Williams looks like he's going to be the guy to replace Mark Ingram. And so for four weeks he could have incredible production, but certainly, you know, moderate production. Um he's somebody that I saw that was out there. But you know you're gonna you're gonna have situations where there there aren't until until something happens, there aren't situations that you can point to and say, okay, this is who I, I'm going to get off waivers. Whereas the receivers, like I'll give you an example. Like Danny Amendola didn't get drafted. And in a 14-team league, he's he's somebody I would consider for sure in a PPR uh, format because he has a chance, especially while he's healthy, to see five or six catches a game as Jarvis Landry's replacement in the slot. So th- there there are guys that are going to go undrafted in, in, in a lot of leagues at that position. Um, and certainly guys throughout the course of this. Like did Richard Matthews get drafted? No. Right. There, there's one. Um, if he's healthy, uh, I took Taywan Taylor. You know, I mean, that, that could be a, a situation where I, I regret it because Matthews comes back and plays as the starter for them. I'm just looking at the running backs on the waiver right, wire right now. And Who's the best it's, one? It's really fun. Who's the best? Team? Uh, it looks like Doug Martin's still out there. Okay. So that's, that's a bit of a surprise. Uh, Chris Ivory's still out there. He could, uh, could definitely have yep. relevance at some point. Kenneth Dixon didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. Williams. I know he didn't get drafted. Jonathan Williams didn't get drafted. Um, Amir Abdullah, Jamie, still there. Alfred Blue, <laughs> Kristen Michael, the starting running back for the Colts right now. Rod Smith, John Kelly, they didn't get drafted either. So, yeah, you heard those names. And uh, even in this PPR format, is it still, you know, Jamie, you took this approach. Is it still very important to build your running back depth? Uh, well, so the way that the draft unfolded for me, and and like I said, I got guys that that I like, and and I will say this: if you pick early in round one, and the top ten receivers go as we see them by the middle of round two, if you like the guys who I like, which it, I think we'll all agree, if Doug Baldwin's healthy, he, he's at the back end of the second round. But I like Baldwin because I think he's trending in the right direction. And I like Stephon Diggs, so those are the two guys I took on this wing. I knew Dave, who picked one, was not going to take. He, he may have taken Baldwin, but uh, was not going to take Diggs, so I took Baldwin first. Um, and then I didn't take another receiver until I, I think after round eight for sure. Um, so my backup receivers are Calvin Ridley, Taewon Taylor, and, and Tyler Lockett. That's all I have. So if Diggs, who has an injury track record, gets hurt or Baldwin's not right, I'm screwed. 
but I, I'm, I'm confident in those two guys. And like I said, I think I can mix and match with that spot. Or um, I never like to draft a trade, but I, I know that if Chris Carson's good, I could flip him. I know that if Mark Ingram comes back and I have good uh, production out of Carryon Johnson and Le'Veon Bell and and Tevin Coleman, I could trade Mark Ingram, you know, hopefully for something great. So uh, I'm I'm looking more in deeper leagues to get two of what I would consider my top 15 receivers, which I did, and then just stockpiling running back depth and seeing what's available to me late at wide receiver. Yeah, so what changed for you guys in a 14-team draft last night? How did you adjust? I ended up being a lot more conservative with my drafting. As Exhibit A is taking Aaron Jones, 85th overall. And you know what else? Part of what played into that was having the end picks. So having the two in a row to end one round, begin another, and then watch everybody else get two picks. Usually when you're in that situation, even in a 12-team, 10-team draft, you're going to lean toward taking the best, safest options. In this case, it was I had to take a guy that I know I needed, I really wanted, so I took him. I felt early, didn't like it. Yeah, but it's a good point because if one of your players busts, it's so much harder to replace him on the waiver wire in deeper formats. Do you guys tend to play it safer? I don't because I kind of think, like, if Antonio Brown gets hurt, I'm not, it doesn't matter how safe I played it. My team's probably not making the playoffs in a 14-team league. Sure. Yeah, you could take that approach. I, and, and I will say this. Had you uh, done what you should have done as a commissioner and had 15 rounds, like I would have taken James Conner as a Le'Veon Bell owner. Uh, you know what? Why don't we do another round tonight? You guys free? Just do a slow draft for another round. No, it's okay. You, you heard those names on the waiver wire. We need we need some talent there. Um, there, there there's at least three running backs available I would draft. Yeah, I would say that uh, – who are they? Jonathan Williams, James Conner, and Doug Martin. Okay. I would say that 14-team league, take advantage of the quarterback depth. You know, Heath, you didn't. You took Tom Brady. I wouldn't say you did. He took two. He was, I mean, he was all in on. I, I got, on, what do you mean I got the quarterback? I think Philip Rivers is like the 20th quarterback off the board. I hope you got an A at quarterback. Oh, I, I got an A on my whole draft. They love my drafts. Where'd you, where'd you get Brady? Uh, it was round five, but pick 61. So start a six in a 12 team league. Yeah, but I guess I'm just saying, you know, if you, if you start to get nervous, oh my gosh, my running backs stink, my receivers stink, take advantage of the quarterback depth and don't take one. Don't take one until the late rounds and then take two if you have to. Um, I took Jimmy Garoppolo and Marcus Mariota, and I was very happy with it. Garoppolo I took when? I took uh, in the 10th round, late in the 10th round. So like 134th overall, I took Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, it was crazy how late quarterbacks went in this draft. Uh, I think tight end's a difficult position in 14-team in leagues. You don't necessarily – like, Jamie, you have – okay, Jamie's team is really interesting. You have great running backs – Two of your first three picks were wide receivers, so your starting receivers are Baldwin and Diggs. You've got running back depth. I love it. Golf is your quarterback. It could have been Rivers. It should, you wanted it to be Rivers. You'll, you'll pick up Eli Manning. And David Njoku is your tight end. So talk about that and, and if you're okay with that. Because you've got sort of like the low-end quarterback, the low-end starting tight end, and you're pretty damn good everywhere else. I mean, look, obviously Njoku is uh... – it has to have a breakout season, which I think he's capable of. Um, he, he's not the best PPR tight end, but he does have a lot of touchdown potential. Um, and, and I think, look, I, I don't, I didn't want to draft and, and I wouldn't rank Goff as a top 12 quarterback, but he was a top 12 quarterback last year. And all they did for him was give him 
arguably the best receiver on the market in Brandon Cooks. So he still has a ton of potential. If his volume increases as a passer, he is going to be a top 12 quarterback. So I, I'm fine with what I did with that position and with the tight end spot, given how I waited on those two positions. So the only flaw for me, like I said, is is not having a quality third receiver. And and you can debate, again, the merits of a, a deep league having Taewon Taylor and, and Calvin Ridley as, as a third guy. To me, they're more fourth guys, but... I, I don't have a, a problem with how I put this team together. It could clearly hinge on on how I, I think mostly how Najoku does and if any of my starting receivers get hurt. Got to tell everybody about ZipRecruiter real quick. It's very hard to find qualified candidates, okay? So if you're out there, now a lot of you probably aren't hiring right now, but some of you might be. Some of you are looking for talent. Kind of like a fantasy football team, you need to bring in the best people for your job opening. It's hard, but ZipRecruiter makes it easy. And get on our URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT if you want to try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter will take your job that's open, send it to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. Then, with their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds the people with the right experiences and invites them to apply to your job. So this is how ZipRecruiter finds great candidates for you. And because of that, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. Within the first day, 80% are getting a great candidate. With results like that, that's why ZipRecruiter is the highest rating hiring site in America. You can try it for free, everybody. We've got an exclusive web address for you, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Anything else you guys would like to say about drafting in deep leagues? I think we need to really explore the tiers at running back and wide receiver and where the depth is, you know. And, and for example, round one, I had the, what, the sixth pick? Okay, I took Melvin Gordon. After the discussion we had yesterday. Such a fraud. Why? Dalvin Cook was still available. I'm, I'm Melvin Gordon over Dalvin Cook now. You will have zero Dalvin Cook this year. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. It is kind of funny. And I will also have zero OJ Howard. And that was like another, another guy I love. There's just no need to draft him. Um, so I took Melvin Gordon and then I took T.Y. Hilton in round two. Was very happy with that. Round three was a tough decision for me. Jordan Howard was on the board. I would have taken him in non-PPR for sure. Alex Collins was on the board. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Derek Henry. I knew these guys weren't getting back to me. But I thought, you know, who's going to be available at running back in round four? And the guys who were available were Jay Ajayi, Deion Lewis, Carlos Hyde, Carrion Johnson. I don't know that I would have taken Lewis, but between Ajayi, Hyde, Johnson, Jamal Williams, I would have been fine with any of them as my number two running back. Which wide receivers were available at that point? Corey Davis? Marvin Jones, Sammy Watkins, Michael Crabtree. So I think I made the right call. I felt like the tier at wide receiver was going to really thin out um, after my pick. I took Amari Cooper instead of Jordan Howard. And then I took Jay Ajayi in round four, and I like Ajayi, I think, better than than you guys do. I don't like him where his ADP is, which is like 40th overall. That's that's too uh, too early, but... Um, anyway, my point is, if you, if you explore the tiers, I think, uh, you get to the point where wide receiver thins after, like, the Cooper, Fitzgerald, Demarius, Juju group. And running back is kind of stronger there. 
Let me get your thoughts on that. That's where we're talking about Carryon Johnson. We're talking about Jay Ajayi, Carlos Hyde, Jamal Williams. You made the right call. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time, but it worked out that way. So I think it's important to kind of understand the depth at each tier, uh, specifically for running back and wide receiver. I hope I'm making sense. Absolutely. No, I, I, I think when you compare Cooper to the receivers that were going to be available to you afterwards, he's got a much higher ceiling. Yeah, and it was tough. I think I like Jordan Howard better than Amari Cooper, but it's just, it's also a matter of who you can get later. And, um, I felt like there was a big drop off at wide receiver and not quite as much at, at, at running back. Do you guys have anything to, to add to that in terms of looking at, um, at the tiers and looking at where, I think, you know, running back and wide receiver is probably where we should focus, but where those two positions kind of thin? Well, just generally speaking, I think you really address why tiers are important. And why having them on draft day gives you a good sense of what to expect with your next pick. And maybe even the pick after that. And kind of having a little bit of a roadmap. No one, no one can guarantee that any player will make it to your next pick. But if you, if you look at it and you say, okay, there's a big group of running backs that are available. Any of them would be fine with my next pick and the wide receivers that are left are thinning out. You go to the wide receiver and that's what you did. And I think it was perfect. So I think it's a great example of why tears matter. Is there a specific spot in the draft that you guys feel like, uh-oh, the wide receivers are getting ugly, or uh-oh, the running backs are getting ugly? Well, I mean, the first time you feel that with receivers is round three. After what? Once after, those like, top ten guys are gone, there there is no consensus 11. Depends on how you feel about Doug Baldwin, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, those, those guys. Yeah. But it feels like... It, you know, Jamie will disagree because he's got digs in his top ten, but it feels like those guys aren't going to crack the top ten I, I, for most people on draft day. I do think there's a big drop off after Devontae Adams. Um, however, you rank those top nine wide receivers in non PPR, Tyreek Hill may be in that group again, and I, I picked him in the third round of this draft, and I was happy to do it. But I still think, like after the top nine, there's a drop, and then the. the the change in tiers after that, I'm not sure how much it has to do with actual projections. I mean, I've got Cooper at 17. I think there's a little drop after him, but a lot of it has to do with more upside too. Like there are guys, Marquis Goodwin, I, I don't think is going to be that much worse on a per game basis than Amari Cooper is, but he doesn't have the number one receiver upside that Cooper does. Um, I'll get off topic a little bit. Marquis Goodwin is going to be a big time draft riser. I mean, where did he go in this one? Um, he went in round four. So he went like he went around 50th overall. He's not going to get much higher than that. No, but I mean that's still that's a huge rise. I'm saying. Sure, no, he think he's in the 70s right now. So yeah, he's uh and he started in the 90s. It didn't Make feel out of the, place uh, either. call him harder to write. Yeah, I know. It didn't feel out of place. Like it was Allen Robinson, Chris Hogan, Marquise Goodwin. Uh how would you rank those three? Robinson, Hogan, Goodwin. Just like that. Hogan, Goodwin, Robinson. Wow. Goodwin, Robinson, Hogan. Wow, everybody's different. All right. Well, that's fun. Uh, anything else you guys would like to add about either tiers or – I mean, I could go through the tiers. Like, for example, the number five running back is Alvin Kamara, Kamara. The number five wide receiver is Michael Thomas, whatever. The number ten running back is Dalvin Cook. The number ten wide receiver is Tyreek Hill. And I'm using kind of a mixture of ADP and rankings because ADP – it, it can be a little outdated, you know, like Marquise Goodwin, for example. Um, so T.Y. Hilton maybe would be a better example of the number 10 wide receiver. That's probably who we would take there instead of Tyreek Hill uh, compared to Dalvin Cook, the running back a little stronger there. 
Get to number 15. Number 15 running back is Joe Mixon. Number 15 wide receiver is Amari Cooper. Which feels stronger to you there? Cooper. Mixon. What's the format? You know what? It doesn't matter. It's Mixon. Number 20 running back is Jay Ajayi. Number 20 wide receiver is Demarius Thomas. 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 This See, this is where it starts to flip for me. This where you rather where, go receiver yeah, than running absolutely. back. Um, okay, but well, you get to the 25 range, and ADP is Ronald Jones. That's, see, that's why you can't use ADP for everything. So let's say it's Royce Freeman or Carrion Johnson or Jamal Williams. Compared to Chris Hogan, Marvin Jones, Michael Crabtree. You know, Freeman, Carrion Johnson, Jamal Williams, Chris Hogan, Marvin Jones, Michael Crabtree. Yeah, I mean, look, there's gonna be exceptions, obviously, but I, yeah. I, I think you're starting to see this, the, the receivers at this point starting to pick up momentum compared to where the running backs start to die out of momentum. Yeah, it just keeps going back and forth for me. And and, and I'm sorry. I, I will also say that the at least one of the guys you named Freeman's ADP is going to rise similarly to Goodwin's and Hogan's. You think Freeman will be because going like around 25th maybe? If Ajayi is going 42 overall, Freeman's going to be in that range. Yeah, what's the difference between them? He's been going in the fourth round of uh, exactly drafts, that, yeah. that that's you know if he has a, a strong third preseason game, he's going to pass Ajayi. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think at least, I he know. Should he should be past him already. Yeah, I, I have him ranked ahead of Ajayi. I think Dave probably the only one doesn't. Um, but Freeman to me is, is a better player than Ajayi right now. A better situation than Ajayi right now. And he did go ahead of Ajayi. He went about eight to ten picks ahead of Ajayi in the draft we did last night. Uh, I should probably announce, uh, who, who was in the podcast league and thank everybody for being in it. We had Jarek. Jarek, uh, won our draft contest way back in April with the most correct in the first round. We had Stefan, who gave us that unbelievable – I'm so sorry you weren't on the podcast, Dave, but the, the uh, on Friday, the story I read about uh, the summer I heard camping, it. it was amazing. I heard it. It was amazing. And if anybody missed it, I'm going to put it in the draft recap. Oh, cool. Just to give an example of what everyone did to get into the podcast league. He clearly – I shouldn't say he, he, he clearly had the best one, but it, it seems as if he had the best one. He clearly had the best one. I'm going to play one today that that was also very good. But I think I think Stefan was the big winner. He had the best entry maybe ever. It was uh, it was cool that everybody in the draft room was like congratulating him. Yeah. We had David who gave us um such a funny like legal documentation of why he should be in the podcast league. Uh I thought it was great. A very clever David, so thank you. We had uh Mike who gave his wife that birthday present and and uh it was actually Mike's wife was it Amy? And and sorry, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, and uh, for being and and is my arch rival now. Why? She just sniped me over and over. Who did she steal from me that I was upset about? Was it Hogan? I think Hogan went even earlier than that, but I know she took Larry Fitzgerald from me. We had Elliot. I want to play Elliot's entry. This is what Elliot. uh, I remember I told you about the Brian McKnight parody. Elliot, very talented guy. This is how he got in the league. Round one, I'll take a stud RB2. AJ Green fell to me three. Anything but QB, I'll take one late and then I'll stream and four. A bounce back for Amari, five. It's time for a rookie, some high upside to reach number one. Fantasy football, so fun. That's it's nice pretty to, good. It's nice, to, it's nice to see that somebody else from your singing class got in the podcast league. Yep, uh, that was, now he's a lot better than I am, that's for sure. Uh, we had Kevin who gave us a Baby Got Back parody. 
that was also fun. That was about Jake. I like Jake Butt in honor of uh, Heath Cummings. We had Paul, who just said he was a longtime listener of football and baseball. So I put him in. I remember I told you I wasn't going to make everybody be creative. We had Brooks. Brooks was, that was really cool. Brooks emailed us on July 5th. And, uh, he is, so, so Brooks is in the Air Force. He's a captain in the Air Force. And he actually got a shout out. And look, this is not political at all. He got a shout out from Donald Trump on a July 4th speech. Not only did uh, Trump talk about at, Brooks, at the White House, at the White House, he mentioned Brooks's fantasy football league, so that was really cool. So Brooks is in, and uh, we had Todd who wrote the short film scene uh, from Nakatomi Plaza, which is really cool. So I want to thank everybody. We also have Team Name Tuesday. Uh, oh Saquon, you see? Did we do that one yet? Oh Saquon, you see? Well, we, there it is. Uh, we have. <laughs> yeah. Now this is. They're all bad. They're all bad. Uh, it's so good we leave you hanging. <laughs> we had somebody who wrote Manning for Gold, and Gold was Robbie Gold. Get it? Like panning for gold. I cracked myself up. It was yeah. Your 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 dad humor is reaching new heights. Me? I didn't come up with these. Uh, Rid- You're reading them. Ridley's Believe It or Not. Ridley's Believe It or Not. Uh, this one's my favorite of the day. Pete Carroll's gum. It's just he's always chewing gum. Pete Carroll's gum. Uh, hey, Darnold. And the guy is right. And my brother used to work for Nickelodeon. He's in a Nickelodeon league. And he is a Jets fan. And we came up, hey, Darnold is the team name he's using. We think it's brilliant. It's actually quite brilliant. I had a, a commissioner slash podcast question. Okay. I was going to try to do something different for the For the People League, which will be drafting next Monday. Do 15 rounds. I, I was going to try to announce the people on the podcast that made it before we have the draft. Yeah. And maybe even tell them like Friday, uh, that they made it so that they can make sure they're there on Monday. I know that's kind of outside of the norm. Would that be okay? I, I think that honestly, I've, you've all experienced this before. My life is just different right now, Heath. I just don't have the ability to do the things that I'd like to do. Uh, so, you know, I, I, yeah, it's a shame that you with one kid has a, a lot on your plate when all of us here have multiples, but you know, Hey, I'm, hey, I'm getting everything done. I'm just I'm not, you know, you, you sure? I, I'm like a day behind. That's you all. Sure? It's the first time you ever got auto picked in a draft that actually counted that I've ever seen for you. Okay. That wasn't my fault. And we'll just end on that. I, uh, that was a computer issue. I, I went to change a diaper and when I got back, you know, the draft room just wasn't updating for me for whatever reason, except I was seeing the league chat, and I wasn't really paying attention. And then I see Dave say, LOL, Azer, and then I hit refresh, and I realized I auto-picked. That wasn't my fault. And I auto-picked my guy, so Marlon Mack forever. Marlon Mack for president. Thank you all for listening. Got to go. Bye. Bye. No, 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 no. Dave? <laughs> it's funnier when you do it. Na, 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 na. You're like Ralph Widow. Go Bananas!